This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Today I'm sharing with you part 7 of my virtual Balticon panel write-ups. Today, making painful edits. The panel description was, it's hard to cut out scenes or characters you love, but your story may be better off without them. How do you learn to recognize when something has to go? And how do you reconnect any threads that run through the parts you're removing? These are my notes from the titular panel at Virtual Balticon 54. The panelists were E.C. Ambrose as moderator, Kim Hargan, Julaine Hughes, Nick Martell, and the writer guest of honor, Wynn Spencer. Editing can be painful, but it doesn't just hurt the novice writer. Even experienced award-winning authors can suffer the pain. First off, the panel went with them describing how they handle painful edits. Nick Martell once cut 100,000 words. Then he basically rewrote the manuscript. He hated it at the time, but it made his story better and he doesn't regret it. Julaine Hughes, in her first short story that was published online, there was a beautiful, long description, gorgeous writing, and it just felt like a punch to the stomach to her when she deleted it, but cutting out that line, that paragraph, fixed the pacing and sold the story for her. And as an editor, she has been on the flip side telling authors to cut chapters. Uh, she usually will justify it, but the authors typically agree with her. And when Spencer, when dealing with painful edits, usually walks around, stomps, and screams. One example, while on contract, Wen wrote 50,000 words about a slave on a ship, and then she need, realized that the character needed free will and the ability to leave. So turned her into a freelance translator, and then realized she needed to go over there. So two boats with the character working for the other boat, then threw that away and started off going off somewhere else. So rewriting the opening is part of her process, even if it's 50,000 words in. E.C. Ambrose just wanted to note that they prefer painful edits via email, not live or via phone. A thought I 100% concur with, that way you're not feeling like you're put on the spot and you can fight your knee-jerk reaction to justify yourself and actually process. So let's talk about how to figure out what needs to change in your story. While the big picture can be easy to plan, the details are often where everything goes off the rails. So if you've gotten a rejection letter with a clear complaint, start there. If you outline, and you can outline after your drafts are done, do you want it to be good or bad for the character? Usually you want to escalate the conflict. You can also try checking your chapter pacing against beat sheets if you're curious. 
Um, I like Jamie Gold's great selection of beach sheets. I like the shorter version, but it can help you with pacing and making sure that the story flows in, I was going to say a natural way, but in a way that readers are used to. Um, does the story itself track? It has to be logical that the character does what they do. They don't have to make logical decisions, but it has to track that this character with this stimulus would respond in this way. Also, remember that there is a difference between knowing what's happening and what's actually happening. The character doesn't necessarily, is usually not omniscient and things are happening outside of their view. Um, and if all else fails, ask beta readers. While one reader might be off track, if multiple beta readers are saying something is saying the same thing, then you've got a problem. So tips on making those painful edits. Step one, let it set. Walk away, take a deep breath, maybe a week, maybe a month, maybe a year, maybe a decade. You do you. Next, if you want, outline what you actually wrote, not what you intended to write, and see how that affects the pacing and the character development, the, uh, their arc. See if plot lines or side characters are dropped, etc. Okay, so you've done that. Next up, change the font. It's amazing how different your manuscript can look with this one simple change. Uh, next, read it out loud or have some app read it to you. Uh, Naturalreader.com or something was recommended. Apple accessibility features will read things aloud to you. Check your device. Uh, next, I like spreadsheets. So uh, make sure that your time is passing steadily that your travel takes as long as it should, and don't hesitate to use a calendar and spreadsheets. So you've decided you're gonna make a change. Start at the beginning of the scene or the beginning of the chapter and work your way through. Even if you're just skimming through it, you want it to be as organic as possible. You don't want, and suddenly we're going that way. You, you want it to feel natural. So work your way into it. So next, if you're cutting a scene or chapter, reread the previous chapter and the sequel to make sure that it still flows without that connecting piece. You will probably have to make a few changes, hopefully not too many, but do what you gotta do. Uh, note, just because you cut a scene or a setting doesn't mean that you have to eradicate all mentions of it. When once had a magical school, but left references in as a, we wish we could, it was back in the days of yore, and that way the ruins and etc. were still cultural touchstones for the story. Uh, and fine, oh, almost, second to last, penultimate. Make sure that all of your characters are needed. Make sure that they're three-dimensional. A lot of times, especially when multiple characters are fulfilling the same role, 
you can consolidate them into one character. The more reoccurring characters, the harder it is on the reader. And one-shot characters usually don't need names. And finally, sometimes you gotta take the full draft, use it as a reference, but rewrite and reorganize the whole thing from scratch. Now, no matter if you're the one deciding to completely revamp your novel or the suggestion is coming from a beta reader or editor, it is hard to set aside the pages and chapters that you've spent so long on. But don't give in to sunk cost fallacy. For me, I tend to overwrite. I know this, it's part of my process, and from experience, I know that I like the finished product better when I've streamlined my story by cutting about a fifth. Clearly, whatever works for you, you might hate it, but try it and see if it makes your writing better. And one final thought. One of the most nebulous complaints that we try to fix as authors is, I just didn't connect. Sometimes it's a polite brush off, but Sometimes it's valid, and while you don't actually need to have a likable main character, you do need a relatable main character. That, plus a clear setting, can go a long way to helping immerse the reader in your story and your world. And that's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button and share it with all your friends. It goes a long way towards helping people find me. And I'll be back again next Monday with more writing tips and writerly musings. Bye-bye.